Now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. It's Puckle! Puckle! It's Puckle! Puckle! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah. Puckle! And welcome to the 533rd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I'm Thatch, back from a wedding, and I'm here with my wonderful co-host. We've got the one and only Lord Seth Vilo. It is I, straight from the realm of Georgia. Uh. <laughs> uh, and, and we've also got P. McGee. I've got nowhere near as fun an introduction, but hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle's the show where we talk everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. And I, yeah, I we talk everything here. Pokemon Puckle, of course, stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League because what else would it stand for? Nothing else I can think of. Nothing else that I can think of that I fight with on Twitter sometimes accidentally. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here. Uh, I'm back from having a good time at a wedding and more things. I, I don't know. I was really busy last weekend. I accidentally like triple booked myself and it was real bad. <laughs> you ever do that accidentally? I feel really bad because like, I'm like fighting that triangle where you're just like I social life, sleep and work. You know, like I've yeah. got that triangle and because of COVID, like I didn't have to worry about balancing that triangle. Right? It's so hard to go back. And now I'm going back and I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it literally happened for me today to record this podcast. I yes, that's true. Because I, f- I forgot I had social obligations again. They kind of just show up and you're like, I wasn't going to snitch. <laughs> it's fine. I'll self snitch. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't understand. I, I'm just like, man, I, I had like my D&D game with all my friends who were vaxxed. And that was it. That's a good life. I'm happy with that. And it's just like, oh, by the way, we're going to start doing normal people things again. And it's really frustrating. And on top of that, like, I, like, we're doing the podcast, but I have to be on a plane tomorrow. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to Florida for a conference oh. for work. And so, like, I have to be on a plane, which is weird because those were all canceled for two years. And yeah. <laughs> so this is like the first one I'm going to. In person, in Florida of all places. But thankfully, like, it's facts and they're, they're hard recommending masks, if that makes sense, because you can't require masks in Florida. Yep. But, I know that about it. Yep. It's a good time. <sighs> so, but yeah, it's, it, it's just been busy. But I mean, I have played Pokemon, if that makes people feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I have played Pokemon. We, I played some Legends, obviously. I'm still not done with the decks. I'm taking my time, though. Oh, I'm nowhere close. Well, the problem is, like, I'll get into trying to go catch a Pokemon, or, or, like, try to finish the decks, and Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, well, but this Pokemon I have in my party, I need to, like, finish some of the research on it, because I want to perfect a couple of these. Mm -hmm. And so then I get caught up, like, yeah, I'm going to optimize which Pokemon I'm knocking out with which moves, and whether or not it's (laughs) Agile or Strong Style. I still think Strong and Agile Style were kind of dumb, but Seth and I can argue about that later. Yeah, it didn't... It didn't add a lot. I thought it was going to add much more going into the first yeah. playthrough, and it was just kind of gimmicky. To be fair, I don't know what they could do, and I feel like they just wanted to try something else, and this was a safe format in which to do that. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Right? Like, it definitely it would have hurt more if it was in a PvP game, but if it, with it being in the, the single-player experience, I think it's genuinely fine. 
Oh, absolutely. Outside of the like very level one gameplay that it encourages, or not even level one, like level zero gameplay that it encourages. Mm-hmm. So with your perfecting of the decks, is there is there bonuses for perfect entries for Pokemon? Yeah. So if you get perfect, so it, it's all it all comes down to like the shiny chance essentially, right? Oh. Like if you, the big thing is still to do the uh, what are they called the breakouts, and mm-hmm. because those give you like something stupid like twenty five rolls. Okay. But if you've uh, caught the Pokemon and you've got, like, the completed decks, that gives you another two rolls, and you get another two rolls if you perfect it. Nice. So it, it does just increase the chance of, like, a shiny all the time for that species. So that I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like, I just want to perfect it because, one, I can, and and two, I, yeah, I, I just wanted to perfect as many as I could. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a completionist thing because there's always something to do in the game then, right? Because you're just like, yeah, I can just do this. There's plenty of Pokemon to do that with, though. I still, yeah. I still think there's going to be DLC on the way. We'll see, though. I'm hopeful. I can watch a Magikarp use Splash a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's only fifty. I think you only need to do fifty, maybe. I, I don't it remember. Was something huge. It's it is something huge. My answer is fifty for something huge, but a one hundred could also be correct. <laughs> one hundred could also be the answer. I I don't know. Uh, what about you guys? What have you guys been up to? Well, I've been getting more and more practice in for upcoming TCG regionals, on top of, of course, Arceus. Blah. Oh, that's true. You were doing that last weekend or this weekend, one of those two. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've, I've gone to a couple live events. I've been more regularly attending my little local casual things. There were a couple pre-releases for Brilliant Stars that were in my area. And yeah, now that the first regional is exactly a month away today, that's Salt Lake. I heard they just canceled premiere events, or is that just lo- in certain areas? Not exactly. They didn't cancel them. They were never reinitiated in the first place. Oh, that's true. Okay, and, yes. And they will not be reinitiated for 2022, so... I did see that. There was something about that that I had seen. I th- It was probably through Mikey from Pokemon Crossroads, because he's really into that, because he's one yeah. of the big judges for it, and he definitely showed a thing where he's just like, oh man, it's not coming back, and I understand why. This week was a roller coaster for that. They first updated their COVID rules, which set yes. the groundwork for what looked like the return of local premier cups and things like that, because they mm-hmm. talk about small events like that. And then they, like, when the excitement started building for that, they came out and said, hey, no, we're not, we're not restarting local, we're not restarting cups and challenges <laughs> for 2022, sorry. So, well, it's, it's yeah. because of, uh, it's just because of places like Florida where they don't, they don't let you do the COVID restrictions. Precisely. Mm-hmm. And you can't you can't just be like, yes, U.S., you can do it. And then Florida's like, well, we don't have to follow your rules, haha. And they're trying yeah. to make it safe. Like, I, I exactly. give a lot of props to the Pokemon company for the way they're handling this. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I applaud them for sticking to what they set as their, their guidance and rules for keeping everybody safe. And they're not letting things change them. The competitive side has been actually really good about this for a very long time. That's actually the reason why the, well, I guess now it's the North American International Championship, but back when it was just nationals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They moved it from Indianapolis to Columbus because of some, I don't want to say political, but because of reasons similar to COVID. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, because of some of the policies that Indiana, Indiana had. So they're just like, oh, we'll just move it to Columbus then. So they, they've been historically very good about it. So I, I just like the Pokemon company, at least the people who are in charge of the events are just like very socially aware. Yeah. No, that's good. I, I don't know why they 
they're disconnected it feels like at times but then like this is just like yeah we're spot on (laughs) yeah (laughs) we know exactly what's going because like i felt like it was a little premature when they were announcing regionals anyway Mm -hmm. but at at this point i i don't entirely disagree with it at this point because things do seem to be ramping down and there doesn't seem to be anything to worry about quite yet and i think they really just want to get a worlds on sword and shield they really do they really, really do. Like, desperately. Uh-huh. It's been two years. They desperately want one. They really do. I I feel kind of bad about that, but at the same time, like, yeah. I, I don't know. You could tell me you want Worlds on Sword and Shield really bad, and then at the same time, I'll be like, mm, that's okay, guys. I'd rather not, like, yeah. do things that are going to kill people, you know? <laughs> right. And the first two times, like, they couldn't have because there was no vaccine yeah. to mitigate things and things like that. Like, it was a straight up unsafe. Yeah, I think I think now there's choices you can make. Exactly. Yeah. They have some control over it as well now. Yeah. Where especially at the regional level, like regionals can still happen because they can go to places specifically that will allow them to have those mandates mm-hmm. for their events. Correct. So that it really works out in their favor. I mean, I do miss like the little premiere challenges and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I, I do miss those. I wish they would come back. At least like pre releases. Pre releases were always fun to just like pop into. They're kind of around, they're just not official. So yes, I can understand that. I mean, they made that choice a little while ago, anyway, when they went to like the build and battle packs for that. Yeah, they, because they're not pre-release kits; they're build and battle kits. Yeah, which is also very fun, to be fair. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I understand the format and I really like it because they were trying to come up with their own draft format. They also completely changed it for Brilliant Stars. Did they explain? Instead of getting the twenty pack, like things of pokemon and a couple items that all kind of go together Mm -hmm. the new build and battle kits come with a pre-built 40 card deck oh it's just a deck there but there are no packs you get four packs as well okay you can augment the 40 card deck oh that makes sense but it just gives you a deck so you could instead of kind of being like oh well gosh so that if you get screwed you're not done (laughs) exactly exactly it just gives you the full thing and yeah you see a lot of that's good thing like I'll accept that. But it was it was kind of cool. It was it made it so I didn't have to think nearly as much at the two pre-releases I went to, <laughs> which was kind of nice. <laughs> I think that's pretty decent though. I I I think that's nice. I really like that change actually. Yeah. It's not as fun as a Pokemon Cube draft, but I'll accept it. Yeah. But I'll I mean that's what it. I've been up to is just mainly TCG practice for the upcoming regionals, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, all. I'm me. glad that's going well for you. Anything with you, Mickey? Yeah. Uh nothing too much at the moment. I've been really kind of You're a world traveler. Yeah, I've just been doing, uh, house hunting has been the real big thing. Oh, so, we, man. We, you know, we've got to get going with that. I'm not looking forward to it. The most elusive Pokemon house. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's that in like my real life. And then with the Pokemon world, really just kind of meandering in, uh, Legends of Arceus right now. I've never been good at dex completion. So, this is always the hardest part of Pokemon for me is the point of the game is dex completion, which is really cool. I, I think. Mm-hmm. They were really trying to make a game. I don't know. Like, Let's Go feels like a really bad prototype for what this is. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yes. Like, I, cause let's, oh, let's Go, they just wanted a game where you catch Pokemon. And I, that game definitely fell flat for a lot of us. I think the only audience that that really hit it off with was kids, like young kids. Yeah. Which is, which is fine. I'm okay with there being yeah. a series that's like a gateway drug. <laughs> yeah. It's just not, I mean, it's not for us, which is fine. I mean, if another one comes out, I will play it because it's like kind of my job. (laughs) But at the same time, I don't know. 
I don't know. I can only throw the Pokeball so many times. And after the Switch Lite came out, I don't think they're going to do it anyway. But <laughs> No. And I like how they did, the, you know, how we evolved from Let's Go into Legends where it's not just... Because, I mean, pre-Legends, yeah. it was catch a Pokemon once, you registered in the decks. And so they did a good job of incorporating that reason to go back and catch 20 Bidoofs. Absolutely. Even only technically would have needed one before. So yeah. that's made it more interesting for me. But also at the same time, it's, you know more tiring to have to go find the same Pokemon a bunch of times and catch it or train with one. Yeah. I'm very bad at dex completion. That's never been my strong suit. So it's a new challenge. At least it's different. It keeps it fresh for me, but the struggle is still the same. So I'll try <laughs> to get that wrapped up. Yeah. Well, I think this is a good place. We'll kick it on over. Well, let's, let's go talk some news. So let's cue that epic music. <laughs> And welcome to the news. In the news, there's very little because a game just came out and we're waiting for the next announcement. Yeah. Yeah. Pokemon has begun releasing some cooking shorts called Sweet Winter with Pokemon. Two episodes are now available to watch, I assume, on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, I think they're still in Japanese, but like it's very cute. Just uh, the whole little sequences. I watched just a little bit of one of them. Uh, what What are they cooking? I didn't even know about this. I don't know. I've just seen the art. I don't think it's like regular recipe stuff. It's I need more to like, know. Hey, you know, it's in the it's in the vein of like that Hisui and Voltorb kind of animation. Oh, short that's sad. Where... I want like some real. Yeah. I want I want somebody with like an animated Pikachu sitting next to them, teaching me how to make ramen. Hello, this is Martha Stewart. Yeah, no, this isn't like a Rachel Ray with Pokemon kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I want. I want that. Martha Stewart and Arceus <laughs> here to teach you how to make macaroni yes. and cheese. Well, maybe not Arceus, but you you know, you put like the generic cute ones in. Yeah. I don't know. They they've been doing a really good job with the ads, I think, for Legends Arceus, by the mm-hmm. way. I know Seth, you've seen them and you like those. Yeah. Where the, they're just the, where they, where they've got like the puppets. Everything's yeah. a puppet. <laughs> and it's just like they like have these really ridiculous ads. And you know what? The Basket Legion. <laughs> they're like trying to make it sound like, oh, this is Pokemon like you've never seen it before. And these those commercials feel so nineteen nineties to me. By the way, like those are the commercials you would watch in between like Pokemon episodes on Kids WV when you got home in the afternoon. You'd see stuff like that. That No, like they're just hitting such a good note with that. And I don't know who came up with that marketing because whoever, because like it picks up the audience that they want to hit too is the people who played it back then that need to come and get like adult Pokemon, quote unquote. It's just those commercials are really solid. So good for you guys. Good for Pokemon. Good for you. I'd clap, but I'm on a podcast. (laughs) All right, Seth. Well, speaking of Legends Arceus, tell us the most exciting thing that's ever happened. Absolutely. And it was a new trailer released in Japan and the US here recently or in English, I guess, whatever. It featured the final starter evolutions. So you actually got to see them in their official artwork. It also revealed the origin forms of Palkia and Dialga, so we don't have to not talk about My Little Pony creation gods anymore. And on top of that, we also got through like Twitter and stuff like that, the official artwork for all of the new Pokemon released in Legends Arceus, the Hisuian forms, the Hisuian evolutions. So I can finally update my favorite Pokemon of each type chart with... <laughs> 
Ooh. with good old Hisui and Gudra on it. So I was very happy. Yeah, it, I, it's a. I mean, it was just like here's all the things that we hid from you three weeks later, yep. and yeah, which is fine. <laughs> that's a good amount. I mean, of time no, I think that's it. A, I think it was a perfect amount of time to keep it spoilery free, and they, they are doing a very yeah. good job of trying to. I, I think the starters probably should have been part of the pre-roll. In my opinion, nah, I agree. No, 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 no. Because I had my my brother and a friend of mine got it, got the game, and they I didn't tell them anything at all. Yeah. And one guy had that moment of, oh, cool, my Typhlosion's evolving. It. What the heck? And that moment, <laughs> him telling me about having that moment later on was worth not saying anything. So I think that reaction alone, and I've seen a couple on like TikTok, I've seen them on Twitter. Oh yeah, my decision. What the heck is that? It's been great. So I like that they didn't personally. I don't know. I would have liked starter evolutions just because I think that would have been a good selling point. I, I think yeah. it would have I think I don't know. The game's obviously doing well enough on its own, so what do I know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I would I would like to see I would have liked it, but that's just me. That's just me. You keep your Hisurian Gutra hidden and your your overquill. Yeah. Keep your Ursaluna. A lot of these things I don't like anyway. Like I think Ursaluna's dumb. <laughs> oh, what? I love it. I think the official art makes it a lot better. Yeah. But I think its 3D model looks really, really clumsy. Oh, I, I love the 3D model. The 3D model, I don't like as much. But that that's just me. Yeah. That's just me. That's just a Thatch opinion. I can be wrong. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, this is the big news that happened this week. And we can talk yeah. about it. Go for it, Mickey. Yeah. So in the big news in the Pokemon world, uh, the 3DS and Wii U eShop will be killed at the end of March 2023. Not this March, but the next March next year. Uh, so after that, Pokemon Bank will be free. Um, and you won't be able to add funds after August 29th. And I know there's more details to this. I'm not as well versed in it as Thatch is. So Thatch, take it away. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's very clear. We need to make a couple things very clear. One, eShop purchases are going down, not the eShop itself, if that makes sense. Okay. So, because they're, they're definitely going to sunset the eShop. I don't think they're going to sunset the 3DS and Wii U per se, but I think they're going to sunset the, uh, it, like, purchasing and essentially just down- re-downloading your games. I think re-downloading your games is going to be up there for probably another year or two at minimum. Mm-hmm. But that, that's the big thing. Like, if you, let's say you purchase, like, Pokemon Moon on your 3ds on the eShop, i think there's a good chance that you'll if you delete it off your 3ds and in 2024 you can re-download it from the eShop. maybe that's yeah. that's what i'm saying i i think that can still happen you just won't be able to go in 2024 and be like i want pokemon moon and download it from the eShop. right because that's not a that's a purchase in the latter that's situation. a purchase the other exactly. is a re-download you can't even use credit cards right now anyway they shut that off like in january i think so uh... oh wow you can't Maybe. you can't deposit funds with credit cards right now on the eShop. What did I just buy this morning? You, not with that. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo did something this morning. Oh, that's probably just the Switch Online. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Ignore me. Yep. Yeah. So Pokemon Bank, they did announce, like McGee said, that it's going to be free. I predicted that as soon as everybody started freaking out about what's going to happen to Pokemon Bank, I'm like, they're probably going to make it free. And then only the Japanese account made the announcement, <laughs> which is interesting. Very frustrating. Uh, it did for a while. I, I checked. It was like an hour at least, and then I stopped caring. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought something else came out pretty quickly on, on the English side, too, but I don't know. That's possible. I just stopped caring after, because like, I'm just like, why is there an hour delay? Yeah. There shouldn't be an hour delay between the two. 
Right. So the most important thing, though, is if you if you have not already on everyone's 3DS here on the Pokemon yes. podcast audience, yeah, if you haven't already, download Pokemon Bank before March yes. of 2023, or yes. else you will never be able to get it ever again. Yes, you need to download it. Once you download it, it will be free because they aren't shutting down online. Like, I want to make this clear. A lot of people I've seen on the internet have been like, it's going to be shut down. The online's not going to work. And it's like, no, online will work. They do imply that someday they will because in the announcements it said something at an unspecified date that'll also shut down. But that's unspecified. Yes, at some point it will shut down. But I wouldn't be surprised if there was a workaround per se maybe not exactly yeah. in that sense <laughs> there may be an there won't be an official workaround but there will definitely be an unofficial workaround yeah something along they will make some kind of server for pokemon bank to connect to uh the fan community will and you will be able to still do it if you play the play the rules that they have yeah so yeah. so don't, i wouldn't i wouldn't stress out about it too much but as long as you have the software on your 3ds you'll be fine and uh yep. if you're okay with homebrew you could, should be able to get it later on anyway mm-hmm. but yeah there's ample time for all of this that's the, i think that's the big thing i think what Seth said just go download it now while you can mm-hmm. if you haven't already yep. that way you can transfer things up it is kind of a bummer. It's kind of sad that it probably will die. Like th- this could be for a while. And people, I, I've seen a lot of people get mad at Nintendo for being like anti-consumerist. Which one, I do agree they're really bad at giving us their old games. But I understand why they would shut this down. Like the 3DS came out in 2011, and the Wii U came out in 2012. Exactly. Uh, which we yeah. all have to remember. And you need to move on. <laughs> yes. And the problem is, if anybody is into computers and you're building a computer right and you're trying to build a a quote-unquote new machine or you're trying to fix a new machine and let's say your machine runs on like ddr2 ram which is an older style of ram Mm -hmm. it's more expensive to buy the ddr2 ram now than it was when it was new because nobody's manufacturing it yep and so the problem is that it's not that the server is complicated or that it's unfixable it's just that it becomes more expensive to fix over time Mm mm-hmm and that's just one of those that's that's kind of the issue like i'm not saying that it's because they're they're running on ddr2 ram i want to make that clear but it's an example it's an example like tech does get more expensive because it ages and the server like the server system might be built on a certain architecture that is harder to repair now so i i it's sad because like the 3ds and the wii u especially the wii u i i don't think the wii u has a lot of good first party titles but it's a really good virtual console machine and (laughs) i'm one of the five people that bought one yeah (laughs) i i appreciate it for that and that's about it it's also fun fact a really good console to homebrew but we can talk about that not on the pokemon podcast (laughs) 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 it's just sad but yeah pokemon bank if you want to be able to transfer go download it now like right now because i'm not too mad about this because who's buying a 3ds in like 2023 is going to get like shocked by this exactly yeah no because they stopped selling 3ds's I think 2019 is when they stopped production finally. Which was way too late. Which is far longer, far longer than it should have. Well, it's just because the 3DS was pumping so much money out. Yeah. I know. For so long. Especially in the Wii U era. It was just pumping out so much money, and it kept doing it even into the Switch's lifetime. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's just cheaper to buy a 3DS than it is to buy a Switch, right? Not by much. Well, a hundred bucks. I was going to say, I don't think it was that much of a difference, all things considered. Uh, a switch is three hundred dollars, and at the time, the highest value the highest value they had was a one fifty two DS XL. Is it three hundred? I got, I swear I got mine for two fifty when I bought my switch. I thought the actual three DSs were like one ninety. 
The Switch is 300 Unless you buy the Switch Lite. You must have gotten a deal. Yeah, Switch is 300 Yeah. Yeah. Switch OLED's 350 That's what that's that's the life. But yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's let's not talk about Nintendo being dumb. <laughs> oh, it's my turn. Uh <laughs> Pokemon Unite. There should be a new character popping up at some point in the next week, probably in line with Pokemon Day. We'll probably tell you who it is next week's episode. God, who wrote this? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is Sigma. <laughs> Thanks, Sigma. Moving on to TCG. We'll let uh, our friend Seth Vilo tell you. Heck yeah. In the most exciting news in the TCG world, the TCG Live beta is coming to Canada on Tuesday. So if you're Canadian, tell us how it is, unless you have a non-disclosure agreement, please. Is it better? It's going to be better. It's going to be a lot better. From in which way? Heard. Okay, explain. Uh, so I can't really explain uh, too much because we only kind of know from pictures, but it seems like there's a better environment for tournaments. It seems like there's a shop in which you can purchase cards because there isn't really any trading online anymore. So you can just use your in-game currency to purchase cards. I like purchasing cards, though. That's what we should have had the entire time is the ability to do that. Yep, agreed, because this pack economy is stupid. The pack economy was bad. Yeah. So there's a lot of other things in there that I can get into like in a later time when we know mm-hmm. more. I'm uncomfortable doing it now because we just don't know enough. But mm-hmm. yeah, the the live is coming to Canada on Tuesday. On two 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 two. Ha 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 ha. Ooh. Also, Tuesday. The the Brilliant Stars set releases on Friday of this week. That also hits TCGO at the same time. You can go to all your stores and buy your Brilliant Stars things and try to pull yet another Charizard. Yay! Finally, the Battle Region set in Japan releases on February 25th as well, and it's set around the Hisui region and features a lot of the new Pokemon from Hisui, either as big V-Star cards like the starters, they all got pretty decent V-Stars, or as just kind of general rares or character rares, like I think there's a Weird Ear in there, a there is. that aren't v's or anything they're just regulars yeah but yeah they're pretty good and some of the cards in that look pretty fun but brilliant stars is going to fix all of our problems and save the meta hooray Mm, (laughs) okay (laughs) i don't know if that's sarcastic or not (laughs) no it's 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 kind of true it's kind of true it fixes a lot of things honestly the v star is such a better mechanic than like v maxes and tag teams and everything so in a sense, it really does. And then it'll be gone next year. Yeah, exactly. Once yeah. Gen 9 drops. Yeah, I hope it doesn't drop, but it probably will. Oh, but... <laughs> I hope they keep the idea yeah. where it's a big two-prizer instead of some ugly three-prizer. That, that's yeah. changed the entire world. Yes. All right. Well, Pokemon Go, I'll just let you talk at it, Mickey. I, I don't really know <laughs> yeah. anymore. No, that's fine. I mean, it's nothing overly exciting no. happening in the Pokemon Go world. But you can now evolve your Hisuian Voltorbs that you've been collecting because we have the Pokeball Prep Rally event that's rolled out, which uh, allows you or which releases Hisuian Electrode into the game as well as some other stuff. And that event's running all the way through February 25th. So if you've been hoarding those Voltorbs, you can at least get a nice looking Electrode at this point. And then the Johto Tour is coming out next weekend. Even if you aren't doing the event, try to find yourself a Corsola, as it isn't native to the U.S., so it's worth powering it on for a couple of minutes, if only to catch a Corsola. It isn't? Yeah. And then the Masterworks reward will be Apex Shadow Ho-Oh and Apex Shadow Lugia. I love it. These are too many adjectives in front of Pokemon names for my taste. 
It's because they already gave out like shiny Celebi and Go, so they're just like, oh yeah. no, what do we do? Our Pokemon Go episode this week is sponsored by Apex Shadow Luke. <laughs> um, so they get stronger versions of Sacred Fire and Arrow Blast, and if you purify them, they will be even stronger. So they're just kind of like bolstered up Pokemon. So that's. They didn't know That's, what to do. Uh, they really didn't know what to do. Yeah. Is the answer. They just Sounds really like they're know. running out of ideas. Yes. But that's all that's really happening in the Go world. It's not Rage Shadow Legends, but it's close. It's it's pretty bad. They I don't know. They were just like I don't know. I don't know. I I always have this I always like to like to have jabs at my friend Ryan because hi Ryan. Because he'll go ahead and he well because he plays Pokemon Go pretty hardcore and he's just like he's like I don't like that you call Pokemon Go a dying game and I go but what have they done that's like new in like the past like two years tell me something that they've done that they didn't have in the game before like some new mechanic and he's like well I can't and I go exactly but does a game need a new mechanic to stay relevant thatch find out on the topic and find out in about 20 minutes uh, yeah. <laughs> all right well on that note let's uh kick it on over to Poco's pokey quiz where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane pokemon knowledge Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz. Thank you for that introduction. We are going to go ahead and get started. Our first question this week is going to come from Sly. In Generation 1, what was the only type that was in the games at the time that could not evolve? The only type in the games at the time that could not evolve. Yes, Pokemon of that type would never evolve. Not poison, not grass. They themselves wouldn't evolve. Maybe they, something would evolve into it, but... Not okay. like that; it wouldn't evolve. Okay, so um, obviously, fire, water, grass, no. Yeah, I feel like it's ice, just off the bat. Fire, water, grass, no. Um, flying, no. Normal, no. No, it has to be ice because Articuno can't Articuno can't evolve. Cloister's fully evolved. Yeah, and um, there is water only. Is seal water? I feel like it is. There is seal water ice. I feel like it's just water, but I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure it's just water. Okay. That's fine. I'm going through the rest of the types. Bug, no. Dragon, no. Electric, no. Ghost, Fighting. No. Poison. No. Fighting. Fire, no. Flying, no. Ghost, grass, ground, no. Normal, poison, psychic. Yeah, I know it has to be. It's got to be ice. Pretty sure. Yeah. I'm good with it. Final answer. Ice is correct. Yeah. Uh, the only ice types in Generation 1 are Dugong, Cloyster, Jinx, Lapras, and Articuno. So there you go. Nice. You got that. You heard it here first, folks. Ice types can't evolve. They're frozen in time. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Oh. I know. I'm I'm hilarious, guys. You're on fire today. It only it only took us it only took us this long. It took 15 years to get here. But we've achieved <laughs> transcendence. All right. Our next question. You guys are one for one. This is going to be from Olive. Across all generations, 
It is possible for four of the champions to have the same Pokemon on their team. What is that Pokemon? Oh. All right, four champions to have the same Pokemon. It's possible to have this Pokemon on all the teams. Possible? Yes. That's sketchy. That's suspicious. All right, so Aerodactyl would show up on two of them, right? I think so. Was it both Lances? Wait, am I? Wait. So we're talking four different champions that use the same Pokemon, right? Yes. The champions are different, okay. correct? Yes, and we need to know what the what the Pokemon is. Pokemon right. is. All right. So I thought Aerodactyl was on Lances and uh, Reds. Does Red count as a champion in this conversation? Yes. I always get that mixed up. Okay. I'm thinking it's one of the Pokemon that is like based on what your starter is. Could it be like a Charizard? Because Red would have that, Lance would have that. I don't know who else would have that. Did Lance have that? Yeah, he has a Charizard at one point. Leon has it, and he's a champion. And then Blue would have it, too. Is Blue count as a champion? Yes. I imagine so. He is technically the champion okay. of Gen 1. Yeah, so that's that's four. That makes sense. I think I'm safe with that. I'm good with Charizard. I'm with Charizard. Charizard is, unfortunately, the answer. <laughs> Thank God. That roller coaster, what the heck? Uh, it's unfortunately <laughs> the answer, because it's Charizard. Come on, know, Charizard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Lance gets it, because Lance is essentially a flying-type like, elite form. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Champion. <laughs> so he has a Charizard, because it's like almost a dragon, kind of, but... Close enough. Yeah, it's pretty close, but that's two for two. Your next question is your Pokedex entry question. It's going to come... This one's going to come from... I assume this is Liger, because this is from GMP. Ooh, I didn't submit anything. P. McGee's uh, alter ego, G. McP. <laughs> its Omega Ruby entry reads, It li- lives in the southern seas at extreme depths. Its body is built to withstand the enormous pressure of water at incredible depths. Because of this, this Pokemon's body is unharmed by ordinary attacks. Who's that Pokemon? You said it's Omega like Ruby? Clamperol? Omega Ruby, yes. Sounds to me like Relicanth. Oh, Relicanth makes more sure sense. A lot of those also talk about how old it is. Southern Seas, that is, I think, where you find Relicanth. The only thoughts I have are Relicanth and Clamperl, um, but I trust your Relicanth more than my Clamperl. Um, I'm quickly running through Pokemon you'd find while diving. Um, none of them also talk about how it's impervious to attack, like not Lantern, yeah. for instance. Yeah, no, that didn't that didn't register as an option to me. Clamperl sounds decent, but that would be because of its shell, not because of its... Yeah. Ability to withstand pressure. I'm good with Relicanth. Yeah. I mean, if we're wrong, he's just going to read us the next Pokedex Exactly, entry. and then we'll find out it really is Clamperl this whole yeah. time. So yeah, 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 yeah. We'll start with Relicanth. Yeah. Relicanth is incorrect. Oh, no! Oof. Your next entry comes from Ultramoon, and it reads, It sucks bodily fluids out of its prey. The leftover oh. meat sinks into the floor, where it becomes food for other Pokemon. Who's that Pokemon? What? That's particularly vicious. Gorbis is the thing that does that. That's Ultra Moon. Uh. That's Ultra Moon. Gorbis is a lot of its entries talk about how it sucks prey dry with its proboscis. But I like Gorbis. I don't know a lot about Gorbis. I've got literally no other ideas. Um, I'll think for a few more seconds on some vicious sea dwellers. Southern seas. Anything else that's an ocean-dwelling thing that tends to suck prey dry? I don't know. I think Gorbis 
Gorbis, Gorbis. I like Gorbis. Gorbis. Whatever. I legitimately have never said this thing out, his name out loud until now. I've just read it <laughs> until this point. So. As a kid, I read it as Gorybis, <laughs> but now that I'm reading, like, I remember it's Pokedex entry being all just awful, and I think it's Gorbis, like Gore and Abyss. But anyway, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm comfortable with that. I think I'm good with it. Gorbis is correct. Uh, so that's one point. So you guys are three for three. What the save? Your next question is going to be worth up to three points here. And this one's going to have five answers. I'm only going to require, I'm only going to require, I think in this case, three of them. Okay. One point for each answer you give me. Actually, no, I'm going to need all five. Oh, That's no. fine. We'll solve it. Two for one point, And then the fifth one, you get all three. Yep. Oh, no. This one's going to be from Spike. Five bonds can die to entry hazards, switching in at full HP. Where, what are they and how does it happen? Oh, I know this. Oh. Yep. Okay. All right. We got, what's its name? Snom can die. Snom and Frostmoth by extension. And Frostmoth. Alolan Ninetales can die. Yep. Shedinja can die. Yep. And then... Shedinja's not on my list, but that is true. <laughs> okay. Then, I, then it's probably, I think it's Amora and Aurorus technically are the other two as well because yes. Yes. they can die to the steel spikes plus spikes plus rocks yeah the steel spike quad 25 25 yep that's six those are the six that's correct we'll take four points you'll get three but <laughs> <laughs> good for you guys those yeah. are all correct that is uh, that is six points for you guys today you haven't used the hint yet so you could go for the full eight. Oh, could we Ooh. even though we got the first pokedex wrong yeah you got oh. the you got the question correct. Oh, okay. Right, you just lost a point there, and I usually let you rebound it on the multi-answer question, where it would have been worth two points if you would have gotten it. <laughs> nice. This is what Thatch does every week. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, based at question, as always, this one is going to come to you from Farmer Fox. Which baby Pokemon has the highest based at total of all baby Pokemon? Oh. Yikes. I feel like. Tyrogue would be pretty decent, but I could be wrong on that. I don't know about that one. Does Iglybuff, not Iglybuff, Hapini, would that be bolstered by a HP stat? That's That was one of my thoughts. My other thought was Munchlax, because that's technically a baby. Ooh, Munchlax is better, because I think Munchlax has better overall stat distribution, because Iglybuff, I think, has like three stats below 15. Yeah. Munchlax it's has gross. a base speed of five, though, which throws it off. That throws down the average. To an extent, yeah. Better than Hapini. What else is it? I think there's something that's surprisingly a baby. Toxel. Toxel is a baby, but I don't know that it's good. Uh, what are the babies? Togepi, Smoochum, Mime Jr., Bonsly, uh, Riolu is technically a baby, but I don't think it's mm-hmm. it. Notable. Cosmog. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> there might be one I'm not thinking of, but I, I like your munch. Oh, there's Badoo, but I don't think Badoo is going to be the answer. No, it's not Badoo. <laughs> No, for sure. <laughs> I'm liking this Munchlax. We might want to, unless you're, I mean, this is your path to victory here. This is my path to victory. Your path to victory. Or do you want to use the hint or would you like to I take? Try for go, I want to try to go for broke. I want to, I want to see if we can make it without the hint. Okay. I respect it. I respect it. Who are we going with? What's the answer then? I'm making sure I'm trying to run through more babies in my head. What was, what was the one that you said other than Happini? What was the other one? Oh, I not Iglybuff. I keep stuttering on that one. There's Toxel and Tyrogue. Sorry, Tyrogue was Tyrogue the first thing I said. Thinking. Okay. Um, but I don't know that that's true. I just it caught my eye yeah. as 
a fighting Pokemon, but I don't think it would stand above the other babies that were introduced in Gen 2. I'm going to need an answer here. I think Munch... Well, uh, Mantike is technically a baby. Okay, but I still like Munchlax more. Yeah, I still do too. I think we're safe with that one. Safest, anyway. Mm-hmm. Are you locking in Munchlax, then? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to do it. YOLO. Munchlax is correct. Yeah! <laughs> Munchlax has a base stat total of 390. Uh, it, fo- it is followed up by Magby at 365, followed uh. by Elekid at 360, and then Mime Jr. at 310. This way, when you're held at gunpoint and they ask you what the base stat total of all baby Pokemon are. <laughs> <laughs> below 400, below 400! This is useful information. <laughs> you could be like, well, Mime Jr.'s 310. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, so that changes up the trivia score and the leaderboard. Let me click the button to uh, sort on my Excel sheet. Seth Vilo is in first place with 27 points. <laughs> in second place, we have Claude Nine with 22 points. Tied for third, we've got Linian and our Sigma with 14. In fifth place, we've got Mark with 13. In sixth place, we've got P. McGee with 8. Yes. Uh, we've got Jushira and Basket and Whimsicott tied in, thir- in seventh place for th- se- with seven points. I don't know why I keep going, because it doesn't matter. But uh, in tenth place, we've got Sublime with six. And in eleventh place, we've got Shambu with five. Tune in next time to find out more Puckles Pokey Quiz and see what see if Seth can not win, I guess. I I mean, we're going to need like the hardest trivia. It's all manga <laughs> questions. No. Ooh. You can submit your trivia no. questions on our Discord. So just remember that. <laughs> No! All right. We're going to end it here, and we're going to kick it on over to the topic. Hey, would you like a green Taurus badge? Well, you can have one. If you come over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, we are going to be giving them out once we hit $850. We're going to be giving those to every patron at the $10 plus tier because uh, we love you guys. We'd love to see this project project made. Of course, if we hit any other thresholds on the way there, such as $800 for the week-long giveaways to the community, that would also happen as well. So if you'd be interested in getting a green Taurus badge, be f- feel free. Come on over. Uh, if you can't support the show, don't worry about it. You just listening is enough for us. So until then, though, guys, I'm Thatch, and I'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is a Patreon topic. I actually really like doing these and being able to say, like, yeah, this person did it. So thank you to Olivia Noble, or Olive on the Discord, for this week's topic, because uh, they decided that we should do something like uh what what's modern pokemon look like but i really want to see if there's goods and bads to modern pokemon and if the if it means they were going in the wrong direction or how we feel about that and by modern uh, i agree with the interpretation they had on discord which it which is uh gen 6 onwards i i think that's a good interpretation of what modern pokemon is because i personally and you guys can choose to disagree with me i think that there was definitely a turning point when we got to gen 6 in how pokemon was being approached um, yeah, because, because it, there's definitely like a style different because I would say up until Gen 5, I kind of felt like Pokemon was evolving as even with me as a player. Right. Yeah, for sure. They were gradually aging up the protagonists, if I'm not mistaken, because yeah. I know the black and white two protagonists, I believe, are supposed to be 15. That makes I think that's right. And I think the XY ones were about that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the record number. It, it's something like 10 or 11 for red and blue. It's the same age for gold and silver because gold and silver were just red and blue too. 
Then you've got, I think there's supposed to be 13 in Diamond and Pearl. Or not Diamond and Pearl, in uh, Ruby and Sapphire. That makes sense. I, I think it's supposed to be something pretty pretty high like that. Uh, it might be, maybe I'm thinking of like manga canon, but they, they were aging up with us. And then there's this kind of turning point where they're just like, mm, yeah, but what if Pokemon was just like this static thing? <laughs> I feel Generations 4 and 5 especially had, you know, more of a darker tone, more of um I guess some darker music to it. And then we yeah. transitioned to generation six and it's much more like, yes, you know, happy go lucky adventure music. And it carries over into Alola and gen seven. And I still feel like we got that largely in gen eight where it was just kind of oh, like 100%. fun adventure. No, no darkness to it where gen five, like I felt like was as dark as they got with the series. And then yes. it, it, you know, rubber banded back pretty hard. I think with gen six, four, not that that necessarily sucked, but it was just very different tonally. I agree with that. Yeah, I I don't know. The tone was definitely different. I remember playing Gen 6, and I was pretty happy with it, because it was definitely like the first nostalgia mm-hmm. blast that Pokemon had in a very long time. And after you come from Gen 5, it's definitely a breath of fresh air, because Gen 5 was like, hey, let's do a bunch of different stuff. And then Gen 6 was just like, hey, how about all the old stuff again? <laughs> like, you, you got a Gen 1 starter. Yeah. I can criticize nostalgia all I want in Pokemon, and they 100% did it. In Gen 6. I love Gen 6, by the way. It's one of my favorite gens of Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely rode the nostalgia bus, but the difference was it was the first time they, like, hopped on the nostalgia bus, and then they just never got off. They were just like, we're going to keep doing this. This was good. That's fair. I don't know. Like, I don't want to say modern Pokemon's bad, because I think modern Pokemon has done some good things. I'm going to say good things about Gen 8 here, and so people are going to be shocked. (laughs) I really like the move calling. And how they've been introducing Pokemon into Sword and Shield, or how they were introducing Pokemon mm-hmm. into the Sword and Shield. I really like that. My only wish is that it would have kept happening. Like, they could have kept trickling it in. I know they have, like, I think it's more out of, like, a matter of principle at this point to not finish the decks in Sword and Shield. But it would have been really cool to see, like, Weird Deer make its way into Sword and Shield. Yeah. And who's saying that doesn't happen yet? Which it still could. But, it, yeah, yeah, it could still happen. Because we haven't gotten, like, the home announcement or anything yet. Right. Maybe there's a chance that Weird Deer, like, gets a surprise update into Pokemon uh sword and shield because weird would actually be like okay maybe <laughs> we talked about that on battlecast if you want a good summary yeah you did my opinion of modern pokemon is that my my main criticism of modern pokemon is that it's felt too reactionary as of late mm-hmm. and maybe that's more of a pokemon go style thing and, and i'm talking about the main series games because i think the tcg's done some cool stuff at the same time in modern pokemon yeah like outside of tag team and maybe v star <laughs> or not v star uh v max I think they did yeah. some cool stuff. I even like those mechanics, honestly. And I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna expand on your point and say that I th- I feel like it's been a little bit reactionary for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. I'm curious. Yeah. Even starting in Gen Four. Really? It's like yeah. I would kind of say it. People want evolutions to old Pokemon. Gen Four exists. Uh... Gen Five is we want to do a refresh because people are getting bored with the old pokemon and them getting new forms so like oh okay we're not gonna have any evolutions so gen 5 i don't agree with that i don't have the finger on the pulse of the community like i do now yeah that's that's fair nor do i think there was a pulse to the community back then really yeah the online community hadn't really formed we were all islands yeah they hadn't really it hadn't really formed and coalesced which is another thing like that's probably a reason it was difficult for them because as all islands they couldn't really get a pulse at all I would disagree, though, to some extent about the adding evolutions, because they kind of set that up as like a standard in Gen 2 when they're just like, hey, we're adding that. 
I'm not saying necessarily like Gen I'm starting. I'm starting it. with Gen Four. I'm starting yeah. with Gen Four, saying okay, here's here's what they did. Started added evolutions because people want that stuff. Then Gen Five. I think Gen Five was where they were trying to do Dexit. Then yeah, right. Yeah, because I think they wanted Pokemon to be more of like it, closer to like Yokai Watch, if that makes sense. I think it was the reaction to Gen Five that made them kind of in that sense now. Oh yeah, absolutely. One thousand percent. I think the re- way reason we have modern Pokemon today in the way that it is is definitely shaped by the reaction to Gen 5. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think the turning point's there because I think Gen 5 had a really bad reaction that they definitely heard mm-hmm. and they definitely got reactionary and were just like, hey, Gen 6 is all the stuff you've all loved forever. I do agree, like, new evolutions and new forms for old Pokemon, which regionals is the best way they've instituted that, by the way. Agreed, 100%. Mm-hmm. I think Mega Evolution's a close second. Yeah. Because regionals are definitely a good way to highlight it while making it new. And Megas are a way just to kind of make the same old Pokemon relevant again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two different flavors for making a Pokemon relevant again. And yeah. I think they should go hand in hand, but Game Freak doesn't agree with me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've done much better with regionals at finding ones that are popular or viable or, you know, just decently solid Pokemon and spinning off with those, whereas... Like Rattata. Yeah, but they, <laughs> they struggled with Megas. They struggled with yes. Megas to balance that oh, out 100%. and find... You know, for every Mawile we got, we are like, oh, this is amazing. Mawile is actually yes. a good Pokemon with a Mega. They gave us um, something busted, like Salamence getting a Mega. Salamence, yep. Salamence or Mega Metagross. <laughs> and you're like, and, why? Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a couple. Um, so they, they struggled with that more, where I think they've done much better with regional forms at just highlighting some Pokemon. They don't always turn into good Pokemon, but they at least are mm-hmm. given a different fun flavor to make them exciting. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I mean, some of the most fun I've had in Legends especially has just been, well, again, new evolutions for old Pokemon. Don't understand why they quit doing that other than Eviolite, but I, I'm glad that they seem to be okay now with breaking that rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with art, with Legends specifically. So I think it even started in Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield did some really cool things. And this is this is such like, people are going to be like, that's just going to have like this mind-blowing comment. But the answer is, I'm really happy Glaceon can use an Ice Stone. Yeah. Yes. Magneton can use a Thunderstone. Like, that's the, that's the moment where I'm just like, cool. So they just realized they could just do this. Thank God. <laughs> because this is what we'd all rather have. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah far easier we should do this and that was like the first moment where i'm like okay they're ready to break some rules and then they did the even the rules they followed for themselves in in sword and shield they kind of broke that to an extent mm-hmm. they went ahead and uh they were just like yeah well if it's a new evolution it needs to evolve from a regional form and then we got weird here who evolves mm-hmm. from regular stantler yep. we also got ursa luna who evolves from a regular ursa ring yep. both of which are inconsequential <laughs> to the evia like claws anyway <laughs> Ursaring with Eviolite sounds terrifying. I don't know. I'd much rather have it with Flame Orb so you can use Quick Feet or Toxic Orb. You could still just status yourself, but that's a conversation yeah. for Battlecast or another day. So <laughs> I hope in the next generation or whatever. I don't know. What's really interesting, by the way, is somebody pointed this out to me. I forget who it was, but uh, Pokemon's got like official regions for viewing the Pokemon on their website, right? Because yeah. they don't they don't yeah. follow the generation gimmick that the community does. If quote unquote Gen 9 was coming out and that was like leaked or something and somebody said Gen 9's coming out, they actually view Hisui as the ninth region yeah. in Pokemon lore. So I, I think that's something interesting, just a tidbit in there. They're blurring the lines between what a generation is. They st- that started yeah. with oh, yeah. Metal and, and Zygarde forms and now we're here. 
I'm okay with it being somewhat fluid like this too. I think it makes it more exciting because then we're having a more of a constant flux where it's not absolutely yeah the, the way especially with especially with how leaking in the internet was nowadays. You know when we're talking black and white era when black and white came out in Japan. You know everything was available to know online within I'm sure a matter of days. Yes, and everyone knew all of the Pokemon that were ever going to be around for the next three years. That's another big uh, big perk, by the way, of modern Pokemon is that we got simultaneous release dates. Gosh, yes. Instead of being like, Japan gets the game, like, Jap- Japan gets the game four months early or whatever, and we mm-hmm. <laughs> we sit and wait. Yeah, have to relearn all the names. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Smug Leaf. I still accidentally call Excadrill Doryuzu every now and again, or Ferrothorn Nataray. I don't do that. <laughs> Smug Leaf, though, for Snivy, I do that Smug one. Smug Leaf. <laughs> Yep. Smug leaf. I don't know. Modern Pokemon, like, I, I want to go back to the gimmick because I think the gimmick is the thing that I think I have the biggest gripes with now because yeah. I think after Mega Evolution, it's just gotten worse. <laughs> like, st- it's just, yeah. like, the trend's downward in how satisfying and how fun the gimmick is. Well, I don't want to say that actually because I think Dynamax might, is in some cases more fun than Z moves, but I think Z moves are more satisfying than, than Dynamax. I find Dynamax really interesting because I, I don't think it's a particularly exciting mechanic overall, but it's the best they've ever done at balancing a mechanic yes. with competitive play on like on their formats. Agreed. That's why I like Dynamax. I, I really like Dynamax and like Battle Spot Singles or in VGC because mm-hmm. it, it does like introduce this other level of gameplay in, in competitive. I just think that lore wise, it's stupid. Agreed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make me feel like Pokemon are special. In addition to that, it was such a clumsy launch with Gigantamax Pokemon because one, Gigantamax yeah. Pokemon aren't even really that special. Most of them are actually awful. The ones that are, you couldn't take the Pokemon that you had been raising throughout the game and make them Gigantamax until the DLC. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Which is, what? what? Who thought of that? That's such a stupid thing to do. <laughs> that blows my mind still. I just don't understand. <laughs> Why they're just like, yeah, we should not let you make your Pokemon special. Yeah. That's actually something that Tamashi Hiroka, which I think is, she, I don't always agree with her takes, and I don't know that I necessarily agree with this take that she had, but I think it's an interesting point that she had uh, very me, recently. Who is this? I'm sure. Tamashi Hiroka, she was a, uh, that's true. I guess, I guess this is showing my age as like a Pokemon con- <laughs> content consumer. Like back in the age of Jay Wits, do we know Jay Wits, right? Jay Wits? Yes, maybe. Um, okay. Yeah, totally. So the yeah. original PokeTuber, Jay Witz, the one that mattered, he transitioned to just doing Nintendo content uh, oh, later okay. in life. Tamashi was like one of the first PokeTubers as well. She does very few videos now, but she does like longer form essays on stuff. And her stuff's like kind of all seen from the perspective of just like 90s kid okay. nostalgia, right? And so, okay. and she's very, she's very upfront about that. There, she's, she, I, I really like her opinions because they're well thought out. She went ahead and she had this reaction on Twitter that this is a Pokemon game that I, I've enjoyed. Modern Pokemon, and including Legends, has this problem where it wants me to just be able to swap Pokemon at any time, which makes it really hard to really bond with one team. Yeah. Because you're constantly switching Pokemon out. One, either so you don't get overleveled, or two, because you find something cool and you can do that. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't call that like a major gripe I have, but I have I would call it like a minor-ish gripe. And they do the same thing, like, I think Gigantamax was a good example of that being bad in that sense, because you couldn't mm-hmm. use the same Pokemon you've been using throughout the game. You had to go catch a different Gigantamax Pokemon to make that work. 
However, I will say this, like from from a mechanical standpoint, something that I really adore about new Pokemon, if we're going to use that like quote unquote new Pokemon Gen Six. I like and modern. On. Modern. Modern makes me feel better. Modern. Yeah, <laughs> that's better. Yeah. Modern. <laughs> modern Pokemon is the ability, especially now with the DLC Sword and Shield, blah blah blah, blah to take Pokemon you have yes. or have caught and fix them. I know exactly where you're going, and I yes. agree with that. I think that is a wonderful addition that they've made. Like, that's it, why it makes Gigantamax that much more confusing, because they did so much work to make you get your Pokemon to do things, and then Gigantamax originally at launch was just like, yeah, no, but you could perfect it, but you can't Gigantamax. Yeah. You can't Gigantamax, <laughs> so deal with it. And it's just yeah. like, oh, this is this is dumb. <laughs> If if you were to get into the video game competitive, whether that's Smogon formats or yes. official VGC formats, it makes it so much more accessible for any old player to be able to do that without having to do crazy amounts of breeding, rework, etc. You can you could in theory take any Pokemon you catch and fix it to make it competitively viable. And I love yeah. that. I think that's a fantastic thing that they've done. No, modern Pokemon in that sense, very good. Yeah. I'm still waiting for like the the retro move calling that you and I both want. Uh, um, yes, in competitive please. where it's just like hey maybe we shouldn't have like gen 3 exclusive moves be available in smogon <laughs> yeah <laughs> as soon as it goes from home to whatever region gen 9 is in it wipes the move pool please yeah, give it to I me lo- i will sacrifice soft-boiled clefable if it means not everything and its brother has toxic and knockoff please i think it would be really good if they just did that because it solves like the unknown problem as well where they're just uh-huh. like we don't want hidden power yeah. in our competitive game yeah the thing that really bums me out is like we totally have pokemon all built in the sword and shield engine now like almost all the pokemon are in the sword and shield engine (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like just make them all kiss like put them there guys just for us please (laughs) it's very close to the end we would like to see it i mean i I would just be a i I think we've had this conversation a lot it would just be a really good closing note for gen a what an olive branch what an olive branch right because then you can come back to this at any point in life and feel like, yes, whatever Pokemon I want to use, I can use for this playthrough yes. now. And that adds Absolutely. different elements to Absolutely. it. Um, but we'll see what happens with that. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. You do that for me, please. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> you do that for me. I've been burned too many times, Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, fair. Been burned too many times. I think they have been reactionary. Uh, still more to Pokemon Go, which I think has finally died down. Yeah, agreed. Like when Pokemon Go was big, there was just like three years where they're just like, but Pokemon Go though. I really hope they at least keep a little bit of this reactionary bone with Arceus and how well that has been received. I hope they keep a lot of elements. I think Arceus makes more sense as its own series. I think you could take some Mm -hmm. elements from it. Give me overworld catching. The overworld catching is probably the only thing I would be like, yeah, let's do that in a main series game. Please. But they might be like, well, then Arceus wouldn't, or Legends wouldn't be special, you know? Let it not be special. I don't... Yeah, yeah, that's my thought, too, right? <laughs> Just don't let it be special and let me do whatever, please. Or remake all the models with their own eyes. Just like, just like Let's Go shouldn't be special. No, Let's Go... I mean, that's to be fair, they did take a lot of what was in Let's Go, and they did port that to Sword and Shield. They, they were reactionary in that sense. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. And I think they will be reactionary in the sense that... Um, Legends went over so well, uh, depending on how the gameplay uh-huh. was already being developed, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because, like, if it is truly supposed to come out at the end of the year, which I'm not going to write off until, like, after the end of next week when Pokemon right. Day happens, and they're just like, hey, Thatch, by the way, uh, Pokemon Gen 9's coming out, you know, and Pokemon, uh-huh. you know, 
I don't even know what they're going to go with at this point. We 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 had Sword and Shield. Like, there's no pattern. It's all gone. Uh, look and see. Pokemon, <laughs> yeah, look and it's see. It's entirely random at this point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, the one thing I hope they take from Pokemon Legends Arceus is like, maybe we don't need two versions, you know? <laughs> maybe, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. That won't happen, but that'd be cool. No, yeah. Uh, well, I think I think Pokemon's numbers are artificially inflated because of the two versions, and they're okay Agreed. with that. Pokemon's a collectible franchise, yes. so people buy both games. Yes. And so they've known this, I think, for many years now and continue to push it out as two games. Yeah. And it pushes a little false us versus them thing. Like, oh, you picked Pearl? but I don't know if that's ever a thing. <laughs> I think it's more like, oh, you picked Pearl? Nobody picked Pearl. Please send me this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, please send me version exclusive number two. The Pokemon community is just adamant and iridot. <laughs> yes. Yes, that that is true. Please, please, please send me exclusive I really need. I don't know. I think they found a good way around that, though, with like, if you look at like Cherubi and Legends, like, it's a rare, very rare spawn that some people can figure out how to get and others can't. And you can do the trades that way and you have trades for that reason. And Cherum because you can't catch it because of a glitch. <laughs> something, something, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not anymore. They fixed it. Thank you. They goodness. did patch that. They did patch that. But, but that was hilarious to see on yes. TikTok. Yes. It's, Why uh, won't it catch it? <laughs> I've thrown 80 Ultra Balls at it. <laughs> I've really enjoyed the modern Pokemon for the most part. Like, I, I think uh, I'll, I'll beat on, like, the, the dead horse that we I keep in my office. <laughs> uh, but I'll be like, it, it's lab- it's got, like, a label on it. It says Mega Evolution, and, like, it's got a bat next to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really think they should just drop gimmicks in the future and just go yeah. Mega Evolution. I think I think we had this hot take a while ago. Yeah. I think you just, you axe it, you bring back Megas, and what you do is you don't do, like, the overpowered Megas when you make new ones. Yeah. You do Flygon, right? Like, you, who cares? And you don't suddenly have a change of tune being like, oh, this is from a bond between the Pokemon and the trainer being at their yeah. highest level. And it also tortures that Pokemon, and they hate every second of being alive. <laughs> it's too late for that now, but... <laughs> I know. Garchomp's arms melt! Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's all good. They digivolve. I think the new mechanics were coming from a place of, hey, we want to do different game design than we've been doing mm-hmm. at Game Freak. And I'm hoping Legend scratches that itch and we can just kind of like, we can just melt everything back together. Yeah. 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 Because I think there's good pieces and that there's bad pieces. And if we could take all of the good pieces, and this sounds like one of those like really bad takes, like I want Pokemon <laughs> open world, like, Wow. Or whatever. I uh, want World of Warcraft mm. Pokemon. Breath of the Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, if we could take a lot of the good parts that we've had over the past, I guess, tw- since 2013. So that's the past nine years now. I don't like saying that. Um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> uh, But like over the past nine years and we put them into one game, I think that or they like would iterate, you know, because I, I wouldn't call Sun and Moon an iteration on X and Y per se, because like they try to make it its own thing. But mm-hmm. if they could be like, oh, Megas, and we add that, and Regionals, you know, and add that. Like, as bad as I think, and it has complicated this, I think it would make it, things are already complicated in Pokemon anyway. I think it would be interesting to see something like Mega Galarian Slowbro, right? I, I think that would yes. be really cool to see. Yeah. I kind of hope they they just kind of like lean into it. Like, let's make Regionals a thing. Let's make Megas a thing. Let's make uh, Let's make a game where maybe you don't do gym battles, but you do something different. Maybe we bring an actual evil team in this time, please. And actually, uh, look at think about Sword and Shield. I mean, even if we look at Legends of Arceus, yeah. Even if you look at Legends of Arceus, it's those one of those those three sisters as like one of the more villainous aspects. Of and it. then they throw in like a random big bad guy at the end, just like Sword and Shield, where it's just like random big bad. 
don't know. Mm. I really want a Team Rocket again. Like, it doesn't have to be like a world ending result. Just give me like Team Rocket. Or it's just like, hey, we're trying to do bad things generally. I kind of like the overall feel of Arceus. I mean, to be fair, I don't think Arceus needs a story. No, it doesn't. It doesn't need an antagonist. The gameplay really is solid on its own, and the story needs to be go catch Pokemon, meet Arceus. It's you versus the world in that game. Yes. Yeah. You don't need an antagonist. I think the story is very unnecessary in Arceus. I find it more of a pet peeve that, like, the little markers on my map telling me where to go next, because I don't care. <laughs> oh, I liked the mini-quests, and it was kind of, like, side things, and it really built the world. No, no, I like I like the mini-quests. I like I like the mini-quests. I just don't like... I didn't like the main story quest that was, like, telling oh. you, hey, go here next. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I got you there. Uh, it, that's it was, what I meant. It, it drove you through where you needed to go, and yeah. that was fine. I mean, I I understand it needed to happen for the structures for, like, the nobles. Yeah, but again, mm-hmm. that's that's you versus nature. That that was it was very much a vestige of like when they added that into uh to Sun and Moon. Yeah, which I loved and the community yeah. loved. Yeah, the Sun and Moon Sun and, I mean it's really good so if you come back to the game after like a couple of weeks off you're like, "Oh, I know where I am." Yeah. Yep. I mean Sun and Moon was very handholdy and I think the beginning Ugh. of Sword and Shield yeah. was even that way. Yeah. I just want to play a Pokemon game where I don't have to yell at it that I want to just play the game. Hop commenting that I know what super effective means. I think that's my gripe with modern Pokemon is that they've gotten more handholdy post like Gen 5 where they really walk you through some elements. Yes. Yeah. Gen 6 was, I think, the last game that lets you skip the Pokeball tutorial, like catching Pokemon tutorial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Gen 7 was bad with even even Arceus. I loved playing that game, but like it took a while to feel like yes. I could just kind of wander around and do my own thing. I get very frustrated at Pokemon games, and the Arceus was definitely included in this. I get to the point where um, Max Mofo actually, like, there's a clip of him playing Pokemon Sword and Shield for the first time, uh, and he's in the tutorial section. Like, it definitely encompasses my feelings, because, like, he just, he's, like, he's filled with rage, and he's just like, just let me play the game. (laughs) Yeah. Please just let me play the game. I'm remembering playing Colosseum for the first time. You just kind of like burst out of that lab in the beginning of the game. And then you get into a battle with your Umbreon and Espeon. You're just like in the middle of it. And it's the game's happening. There's no like long explanation of how to do things. Good game design doesn't require a tutorial. This is like, this is like not even Pokemon at this point. Mm -hmm. But like Miyamoto is very good at this because literally level one of Super Mario Brothers. (laughs) You have like the blocks that you have to jump over, right? And the first one that happens mm-hmm. in level one, one, oh, world one, level one, is that happens. There's nothing. There's just like ground in between. And then the next one, there's a pit in between. And it's teaching you, hey, you need to learn to jump between these. Um, and it gives you like a practice shot and it does it. And the, it does it through the gameplay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do it through like, hey, here, read this text while I tell you how to press the button to jump over this pit. You know, it's uh, it, it's one of those things that I think Pokemon needs to rely on more. Or at least give us the option to just be like, no, I don't need this. Thank you, though. I did kind of yeah. like, and maybe I maybe I just messed up, but I did kind of like in Arceus how a lot of the quote-unquote tutorial later on, after you got to the beginning of like how to throw things, yes. was text box pops up, you read it, and you're done, and you yeah, keep no, going. Yeah, no, that's what we need. I that, like I, that. I agree with that. I'd much, it's, it's the old school like trainer tips, right? Yeah. Where yeah. you'd walk into the town and it's just like, trainer tip, did you know you could use healing items during battle? And that's like, like that's like, no, that's the, legitimately like the kind of stuff I wish we could have instead of being like, oh, you can heal your Pokemon in battle, Thatch. You can, while you're in the middle of a battle with somebody else. Yeah. Bet you weren't expecting that. Yeah. What? You knew super effective moves. What? 
Yeah, it's very frustrating in that sense. I mean, the way they should be sliding to, and I can't believe they haven't, is just more of like, if you fail at a task, they can give you some hints as to like, yo, hey, you should use a super effective attack next time. That might be easier. I mean, because Legends Arceus set it up unlike other Pokemon games where you could fail and like yes. run away from a battle. Which I think was a fantastic change. I think that's what they're trying to get away from, though, in the mainline series. Because I think Arceus was meant for people like us, right? I, like yeah, well, Arceus is the first first Pokemon game in a very long time that was just like, oh, this is definitely for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would even say Sword and Shield. I'm like, okay, so this isn't entirely for me. It's. I think the problem is the Pokemon... Uh, I don't want to say mainline because Arceus is technically mainline. Oh, my God. Yeah, it gets very confusing. The traditional Pokemon games are trying to hit such a broad audience. Yes just hurts it at the same time i don't know i just wish they would put more faith in in people which they obviously don't have <laughs> and maybe the translations just make them sound meaner than they are but like in the interviews when they're just mm-hmm. like well people are com- we're competing with cell phones so we have to make the game easy for people to play and it's just like mm-hmm. but do you do you need to do that i've always thought pokemon was largely like pokemon's not revolutionary with like some of its battle mechanic stuff like the concept of being able to heal in battle is not new or the no. concept of things being more effective in battle is not new that's those are things like even young kids learn with gaming pretty quickly and it doesn't need to be such like a hand-holding experience i agree and they didn't used to enforce that and people figured it out on their own playing i mean they have an audience from the old era of pokemon that learned the hard way i mean we stuck through red blue yellow gold silver with very little hand holding and that's where they got their claim to fame and so it's weird to see them kind of walk that back there seems to be this like very irrational fear and maybe it goes all the way back to the beginning when we're talking about gen 5 and the reaction to that Mm -hmm. where like they just have this fear of becoming irrelevant yeah which is shocking yeah right from the largest media company in the entire world well i mean maybe that's the thing because they they aren't the most successful video game company. They're they're a very successful company, but a lot of it comes from merchandising. So their success in the video game realm isn't necessarily leagues ahead, despite the dollar value of Pokemon as a whole company. I think like two thirds of their money comes from merchandising. I, I kind of agree with that, but I think you need the video game to be able. To, like I said that before, you need the video game to be able to drive mm-hmm. the merchandising. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Because that's that's where they introduced all the new Pokemon, right? Like, Weird Ear wasn't, in, it wasn't introduced in the anime. It was introduced in Legends Arceus. To to drive that kind of merch, you need the video game. And maybe uh, it comes back to, like, they're scared that, like, that foundation is kind of shaky after mm-hmm. after Black and White. And they're like, we're scared that we'll lose it. And then they saw Pokemon Go, and they're like, oh, thank God. We can cling to this as our life raft. That w-. Like, they're like, they have, like, a perfectly good boat, right? And they're and they're like they're just yep. like oh but there's a life raft we're gonna jump on that <laughs> which is Pokemon Go thankfully Pokemon Go hype is like dying down pretty significantly yeah. Arceus yeah. hype yeah Arceus hype I think is pretty good right now I'm pretty happy with that I mean it's been one of the biggest things for Pokemon in a long time I think where there's actual enthusiasm and curiosity about it this is the biggest it's been I think the most excited I've seen people for Pokemon since probably Gen six slash Pokemon Go yeah. I mean, I would say the launch of Go was enormous. The launch for was, yes. the franchise as a whole. Yeah, the, not, not saying anymore. Like at the game, you know, Pokemon Go was overstated. It's welcome. It wasn't meant to last as long as it has. But that I remember that first summer where yeah, like, people fun. I knew that never they didn't know anything about Pokemon, but they were fascinated with catching things. So I think that yes, you know, other than that, this is the next biggest moment we've had in the last six years Absolutely. for Pokemon, um, which is nice to see. I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Yeah, I think we've got a lot of good stuff here. I like modern Pokemon. Let it, uh, boom, 
my opinion. Mm-hmm. Modern Pokemon is mostly good. I mean, or I wouldn't be making Pokemon podcast, I guess. <laughs> 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 on that note, thank you. We're going to go ahead and uh, kick it on over to our Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. <laughs> episode and welcome to the pokemon of the episode the pokemon of the episode this week is national dex number 479 rotom the plasma pokemon its legend arceus entry for the form we're about to talk about states a form in which rotom lurks within a strange cauldron the cauldron's origin is unknown a bothersome pokemon causing trouble with the flames it spits i love the religions arceus things for his form yeah that's a great one i love them (laughs) They're just great. They're just great. Because it's just like, I have no idea what he's in right now. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Why Why has this got so many B pieces? Yeah, why Why is this happening? I don't understand. <laughs> what even is it? It's great. I really like it. So <laughs> that is Rotom. Uh, we're talking about Rotom today as a member of a VGC team. So, I mean, he's obviously not the star, but we wanted to talk about a fun but Pokemon. But he is. <laughs> I mean, he's Rotom. Rotom Heat has been a pretty big staple in VGC. Like, it's always been like Rotom Wash is obviously the most popular, but then Rotom yeah. Heat's always always second. Mm-hmm. Rotom Heat's always second, and then Rotom Mo occasionally shows up, and then Rotom Frost, who is my favorite design wise, does not Blech. get to exist ever, and then Rotom Fan is redundant. Blech. If they gave him Freeze Dry, he'd be relevant. Blech. If they gave him Freeze Dry, that would be good. That he would probably be relevant. That is true. You can't freeze dry things in a freezer. Yeah. <laughs> it's Rotom. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's on my chart. Rotom actually for when in these like in his forms and not base Rotom is actually pretty good. Uh his yeah. base form mm-hmm. for some reason they're just like, yeah, base Rotom sucks. And they're gonna be like, but when he's in a machine, he gets an extra eighty base stats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh his defenses aren't bad. He's got one oh seven in both the special defense and regular defense, and his special attacks one oh five. So, I mean, it's not bad. And his typings are generally good because he's, he's a levitate Pokemon with like with an electric type. So it's a free type. Yeah. He gets no cons. I mean, it's better than a free type because he gets resist from it, too. He, he gets to resist steel. Exactly. Exactly. Flying. Flying, resist. Yeah, he's he's just everywhere. He loves his life. Rotom's mm-hmm. the best. He's just like, this is the best life. Only weak to rock and water. I name all of my devices device names after Rotom. So, like, the, yeah. the computer I'm recording on right now is Rotom Desktop. <laughs> <laughs> Rotom, I, I wish they would add more forms. Like, we talked about them adding right. more evolutions, right? They should add more Rotom forms. Give him more appliances. 18 of them. I want to see the electric steel with Levitate. That's what I want to see. Oh, my gosh. I would love to see electric steel Rotom. I'm really bummed. And the things I really dislike, I dislike Rotom Phone and I dislike Rotom Dex. Because you can't put them in battle. I dislike that. Yes. I think that would give them more tolerable. Cool. Like, you could tolerate them more if they could come into battle at some point. Well, Rotom Phone's not nearly as annoying as Rotom Dex. But I think Rotom Dex yeah. should have been, a, like, even as, like, a meme thing, like they did with the Pokestar Studios in Gen 5. Absolutely. Just to throw them into mm-hmm. battle. Like, I think it would have been cute. I still think they should give us something new, like Rotom Radio or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> With weird types. Yeah, I don't know. We got flying and ice outside of, like, the standard three types, right? So you can yeah. give us plenty of other mm-hmm. stuff. Give me a jackhammer that's a ground type. Steel steel is definitely Ooh. possible. I think uh, I think you could totally do, uh, like, psychic as well. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely doable. They just don't want to. Cowards. Yeah. Cowards. Cowards, cowards. 
All right, but we've got this team today. That's what you're all here for, I'm sure, not us to talk about Rotom. I, that, I don't believe that, actually. I think they want us to talk about Rotom, but... <laughs> <laughs> This is a VGC team right now, and so for those of you at home who don't remember, VGC allows you to have two box art legends now, uh, because we're in the end times, and not in like the way that the world's going to end, but Pokemon Gen 8's probably going to end, and we're going to get a new game that'll replace yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But Zacian Crowned is on this team, because the meta is literally just like, what legend are you going to run with your Zacian? I think it's something stupid in usage. I, don't, I haven't checked recently, but it's pretty stupid. 90. It ha- no, it probably is. As it should be. For a minute before, in Gen 7, uh, Incineroar is at like 90%. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. He's only at 60%. I don't believe that. That feels like people either not wanting to play Zacian. Yeah, or, I don't like, believe it. I I believe people are just breaking the ladder. Uh, <laughs> those are all the shield players who don't have one. All right. So this is Zacian. It's holding a rusted sword because it can't hold anything else and be good. It's got an intrepid sword because it can't have another ability. 100 HP, 156 attack, 252 special, or not special, speed. Um, it's got a Jolly Nature, it's got Behemoth Blade, Sacred Sword, Play Rough, and Protect. Wow, good for you. Pretty straightforward. That's really straightforward. Like, the only thing you could do there is maybe run Wild Charge instead of Sacred Sword, but Sacred Sword's better. Mm-hmm. To pair with it, this is a more interesting case, because it's usually Kyogre. This, we have a Kirim White, which is a good Pokemon in the zone right, actually. Kirim White used to be a monster in this meta before Zacian existed, and Kirim White can KO a Zacian, I believe, before the play rough Maybe? KOs it. I don't remember. Uh, interesting. So with Life Orb, the, it's got Turbo Blaze um, as its ability because it can't have anything else. It's got 252 Special Attack, 252 Speed. They didn't put four anywhere else. They just forgot, I guess. Uh, Tim in Nature because you're going to go fast. And we got Draco Meteor Freeze Dry, so you can hit Water Type super effectively, which is actually pretty decent. Uh, you could hit your, uh, we, you could hit what are those things called? Kyogres super effectively. Yep. Uh, Earth Power, so you can hit those Zashams and Protect. Got a scout. Yeah, you got it. I mean, Kiram's good. It's just a good Pokemon. It mm-hmm. is just a good po- Kiram White specifically. Kiram Black was like a beast in OU, but that's because Kiram White was banned. <laughs> yeah. You go from here, Seth, because I just listed off standard Pokemon and doing standard Absolutely. things. I, I assume yours aren't much better. <laughs> yeah, they're okay. You might be like, well, that Kiram White will be outsped by the Zacian, right? And we've got the answer for you. We've got Whimsicott holding a Focus Sash with the ability Prankster. EVs are 4 HP, 252 Special Attack, and 252 Speed. Pretty simple. Timid Nature um, and the moveset of Tailwind. That's how you do it. Moonblast, Helping Hand, and Protect. So you set up Tailwind, go super duper fast, and if it's still alive at the end of that, Prankster Helping Hand to crank mm-hmm. up the power of whatever you're next to after its speed is doubled. Huzzah. I love Helping Hand into the Dynamax Mon. I love that. Right? It feels good all the time. But keep going. The, the star of the episode. Completing two-thirds of our Firewater Grass core that we don't actually have on this team, we've got Rotom Heat holding a Citrus Berry with the ability, of course, Levitate, which it doesn't have in Legends Arceus. Uh, I found that out and was reminded the hard way a couple times. Ooh. Earthquake, it's a mu- Aww. Yeah, Levitate doesn't exist in that game, which is both good and bad. Yeah, I'll definitely resist the Earthquake from that Mammoth sw- Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> The whatever it is. Uh, EVs are 160 HP, 252 special attack, and 96 speed with a timid nature and, of course, zero attack IVs. Move set of Overheat, Thunderbolt, Will-O-Wisp, and Protect. Pretty standard Rotom, I imagine. It is. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, talk about the most complicated Pokemon we got here. Yeah. 
the most difficult. So I need you guys to focus up for this one because it's it's very complex how we use this Pokemon in competitive play. We've got Ditto with a Choice Scarf running the ability Imposter with max HP and max speed with the move Transform. That's all you need to say. I'm going to need you to hit me with that again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's a ditto. It's, so you can turn into your Zacian. <laughs> just yeah. do Zacian. <laughs> you can turn into a yeah, Zacian. You just go on the other side of the field from the Zacian and you turn into, you have two Zacians on your side of the field now. Oh. What happens with ditto and Zacian? Oh, yeah, you get the extra attack boost. You get the boost when you transform and then the Intrepid Sword kicks and you get a bonus uh, boost on top yep. of it. Exactly. So you're like double banded with a choice scarf. Yeah. It's great. So Ditto is a great answer when everyone's running Zacian because then yes. you can also run Zacian while still having Zacian. I heard you like Zacian in your Zacian, so I brought you a Zacian. <laughs> so that's what Ditto's here to do. Uh, very unsurprising. All that matters is the 252 HP anyway because everything else gets copied. Um, and then rounding out the team is a Grimmsnarl holding the Light Clay, running Prankster, Max HP, and then 128 defense, 128 special defense, and a careful nature. Double screen, so we got reflect and light screen. Spirit break as a nice way to bring down some special attack stats. And then sucker punch for a little bit of priority to work with. And that is pretty standard Grimmsnarl. Nothing too wild there. This team is incredibly standard. (laughs) Yes. It's an easy drive for those of you at home. So if you want to try this team out, this is a great team to just take on take for a spin i think the only thing that if you were actually to like fiddle with the team that you might need to change is maybe the kirim white out for something else and uh maybe maybe you swap out the ditto if you don't feel comfortable with the ditto you can put something else in that slot as well but this is a pretty easy team and if you're a patron you get the shiny version of the team but not right away because that's just going to go on a work trip and can't run the bot until he gets home on wednesday (laughs) don't expect it until wednesday night (laughs) don't expect it until then but yeah this was a fun team we're gonna go ahead and kick it on over to the mailbag. So let's uh, let's do just that. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Taurus, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Fictional hooves. Hooves. And as always, we give the Green Taurus badge out to anybody who uh, does a good job. I already, I forgot to introduce the segment. This is the mailbag. We read your emails here. You get a Green Taurus badge if you make us talk. That's the that's the <laughs> game. <laughs> I, the very short, quick synopsis yep. of what happens. Yeah. Last week, we asked you a question about what, what kind of changes or what features you would like to see taken from Legends and put into future Pokemon games. So we got a good chunk of emails, and we're going to go ahead and read a couple of those. So this first one is going to be from Olive. Yep, and I'm going to go ahead and read it. So, all right, from Olive. How is it hanging, Puckle Gang? Olive here. I've been listening for a while, but this is my first time sending anything in. I also just joined the Discord recently and have been enjoying lurking. They talked to me about a Power Rangers board game the other day, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. (laughs) Pandering. I yes. All you need to do is be like Thatch. Do you want to play Power Rangers Heroes of the Grid on Tabletop Simulator? And we're best friends. You want to be on the show? <laughs> you want to be on the show? This sounds like a great audition. <laughs> uh, for yeah, for what I think about Pokemon should do next, I think Legends should become an ongoing series. 
possibly replacing remakes unless there's a good reason to remaster an old game. Hard to agree. I'd love to see a, yeah, I agree as well. I'd love to see a schedule where we get a Legends game once a generation and be able to have a catch focus game next to the main series battle focus game. I think Pokemon yes. has been doing great with their side games recently. Pokemon Snap and Unite have been really fun. Uh, while I never finished Let's Go, I like the, I like that TPCI was willing to try new things. If I'm being honest, I don't think a Pokemon Showdown style game sounds super appealing. One of the things I like about each generation has been the gimmicks of that generation. And I think limited dex metas are really interesting. Okay, wait, wait, pause. I want to pause there because limited dex yeah. metas have existed on Showdown and they do exist mm-hmm. all the time. For example, current OU. Yeah. <laughs> well, it also bugged me on, uh, it, like, that bugged me when, like, Dexit dropped. Everybody's like, well, now we'll have metas without all the Pokemon in them. I'm like, we had those. They were called pre bank metas and none mm-hmm. of you like them. <laughs> and yeah, none of you played them with the... me because I played them all the time. <laughs> I really enjoyed them. I mean, I do enjoy yeah. the metas like like OU, uh, like like we have an OU now, um, where like you have a limited decks to deal with. But there are, yeah, I don't know. That's my that's my only comment. But those do exist, and I think we should just have it. We should just have Showdown in Pokemon Home and call it a day. Would be great. That's what I've been saying for a while, but well, I don't think it's coming anytime soon. I know it's sad. Uh, where are we? Not to say that I don't think a, show st- a showdown style game would be bad, but I think it mostly appeals to super hardcore competitive players who want to want as little variance as possible. That's not, that's just not me. I like Dynamaxing. I liked Z moves. I play Smash with all items on. This email has probably <laughs> been a bit long by now, but thanks for reading. Yours truly, Olive. P.S. New Pokemon Pinball Win. Uh, yes. I played Smash with items on. <laughs> it sounds awful. I've done it. I put. Pl- it's awful. Smash with items on is fine. Who are you people? Who are you monsters? Some items. Yeah, limited items. I turn off specific items. Which items do you turn off? Uh, I, I only did it in Brawl because that's the one that my family played the most, like yeah. me and my siblings. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. turned off the fan and the laser gun. Oh, okay. Because you fair. could endlessly loop people yes. with those yes, yes. two. That's fair. That's fair. I will allow that. I will. I think playing Smash Brothers without items on... Is just like it's it's making the game not what it was intended to be. <laughs> it's boring. I like yeah. chaos. I don't want I don't want to play a serious fighting game. That's why I'm playing Smash Brothers. <laughs> Piranha Plant is a character, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Piranha Plant is a character. Alright, uh the next one is gonna come from Tia. I believe Seth, you have this one. Yep, I got it. <clears throat> Hey Thatch, P. McGee, and Seth, it's me, Tia, and while I still don't have Legends Arceus, being on the internet means I'm an expert on everything, so here's what I think (laughs) TPCI should do next. While I don't doubt that Gen 9 is being worked on, I would love for all remakes to be delegated to Ilka because it allows the main company to create better products. Main series Pokemon games will always have strong sales as evidenced by past history. Even the worst games have had very strong initial performances. Speaking of Gen 9... I know, right? <laughs> Speaking of Gen 9, Raichu's Pokedex entry means Indian elephants. It mentions, pardon, mentions Indian elephants and now mentions Kaparaja. Is there any chance Gen 9 is based in India? I saw that argument on Twitter, actually, and it is very interesting. Yeah, kind of, but also, like, it, they, they mention Kaparaja, but they're just like, the Kaparaja of my homeland, and it's just like, Galar is my homeland, and it's just like... Uh, yeah, I thought that too. I thought that too. But when you look at Kaparaja's Pokedex entry, it says it's imported. Oh, that's true. Oh, interesting. What's his face, Professor Man, Laventon? I don't know that that means that uh, 
that Gen 9 will be India. I just think it recognizes that India exists now. Yeah. I want a town named after that Russian town that's in Silfco. It's mentioned in Silfco. <laughs> I want I want a town in a region that's just mentioned that's named after it, just so that we have mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But I, I think it'd be interesting. I saw that argument going around on Twitter, and when I actually kind of read into it, it's like, oh, shoot, yeah, that's that's actually valid. That's actually mentioning India specifically, really. You could also make the argument that the next generation could be based on China just because the Visuian Growlithe and Visuian Arcanine. Uh-huh, yep. And in their Pokedex entries, they were just, not in the Pokedex entries from Legends, but their original ones, they were talking about how fast they were in China and stuff, so. Yeah, and Raichu's, specific, Raichu's is, in the originals, like old ones, it says yes. it can knock out an Indian elephant. But now it says it can knock out a Kaparaja, so... I wouldn't be surprised if any place was the next region. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everybody exactly. everybody in the world wants it to be India, and I think it's because of Kaparaja and Qfin. Uh, exactly. Uh, I don't know if that's what's going to happen next. I don't know. We should be stalking Junishi Masuda and find out. Where's he flying to next? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where are you flying to? <laughs> anyway, I can wrap this email up. Finally, I have a question for all of you. Recently, Disney has announced building Disney neighborhoods for fans of Disney. That makes me wonder. I heard about this. I did too. (laughs) Spooky. That makes me wonder if there were Pokemon neighborhoods. What would a Pokemon neighborhood be like? Would you live in one if you had the money? What kinds of people would be there? (laughs) Oh, no. For me, it feels like no matter how much I like something, sometimes too much is just too much. May love find its way to you all. Tia. When somebody told me about the Disney neighborhood thing happening <laughs> at work the other day, I'm like, I'm like, good. So we're going to quarantine all of the people who are way too into Disney into one place together. I'm okay with no, this. No, <laughs> don't put me in a place. Don't put me in a home, Thatch. No, 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 no. Because this is by choice. Like, because the people that I, the people that are like super into Disney that will do anything to make that corporation happy because they really like Mickey Mouse or something. I don't really understand it. Those people getting like yeah. quarantined because they're doing it by choice. It's like a trap. You know, it's a trap. I'm close. I'm close. I'm almost there. Like, I know you are, but I, you wouldn't do that because you're too smart, no. Seth. Okay. And because I like to do weird things to my house. Like I'm going to make my driveway thing into a carnivorous garden bog. They wouldn't let me do that in Disney neighborhood. Like they wouldn't let us do it in Pokemon neighborhood. I also wouldn't want to live in Pokemon neighborhood only because I like other things than just Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. And Disney. <laughs> also, also, would they like make the houses each based on a different Pokemon? And what if you don't get your favorite Pokemon as the house you're living in? Like, like, what if, if you're, what if, what if you get like the vile plume house and you're just like, man, I'm not I will, Claude. I will agree with you up until like, unless this town is based on Ballonlay. No in which case, saying. I will the mushroom place in Gen Eight. Oh, oh okay, okay. The yeah, place yeah. at the end of the Glimwood Tangle you love so much. If they make that, pack my bags. Imagine, like, the impotent house goes to somebody else, okay? Uh, well, that's fine. <laughs> as long as I get to live in that uh, in that ambiance, in that atmosphere, with giant 20-foot-tall mushrooms that glow. The Sableye house goes to somebody who doesn't actually like Sableye, Seth, and you have to live with that. I'll become friends with them so I can visit their house. I, there, <laughs> there are costs. It's fine. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If the streetlights are Chin Chow, sign me up. Oh, that would be cute, actually. I could just do that in my neighborhood now. I would just do it. Um... All right. Our last email is going to be from Zay Paladin. What it do, Puckle Crew? Hope you are doing well and enjoyed slash are enjoying Legends Arceus. I just beat the fourth noble and I'm on my way to the Alabaster Icelands now. It's been really fun getting the new mounts and exploring other sections of old areas, especially when you discover new alpha spawns. One of the coolest alpha Pokemon I found in my travels was Steelix. For the first time since Game Freak's transition to 3D, they have finally done the bigger Pokemon justice. Actually, this is true. (laughs) 
uh because uh, steelix no longer just like floats along the ground that's true yeah it's super satisfying when you send out steelix to farm berries and it's as tall as the trees around it it's also hilarious sending it out versus unfortunate cricket tot that i stumble across as well <laughs> if you caught a max size steelix it would be bigger than the alpha yeah. fun fact I believe that. Alpha Steelix is like 15% smaller than the maximum size Steelix <laughs> you can find. There are some alphas like that. Not all alphas are max size. The new variety in the size of Pokemon has breathed new life into many of the critters, and I think it should be used in future games going forward. I like that, actually. That's a good mm-hmm. That's a good take. Um, while it's not exactly a next generation leap, it does g- provide a great deal of personality to Pokemon that previously didn't exist. I think just having the Pokemon out and the, like, the ability to just like toss them out and like interact with uh-huh. them. Like, maybe not Pokemon following you, because I think Pokemon following you gets really dumb, as seen in the DLC for Sword and Shield, where, like, they fall behind you like crazy. Yeah. Um. I, I think I think this is a good middle ground where you can just, like, send them out whenever and, like, be like, let me pet you, buddy. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I, I think that's better than Pokemon Camp as well. Mr. Mime's idle animation. <laughs> yes. Where he cracks open a can and sits on nothing. When it's not used in agonizing missions. Uh. Oh, wait. Yeah. But it's not used in agonizing missions to find the the elusive big boysel. It really makes each one you catch unique and creates a sense of personality that previously might not have been possible. It's great to have variety that isn't solely tied to shinies. That's true, too. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, there could be a whole new level to shiny hunting for larger or smaller Pokemon, depending on your preferences. One path that could be explored in future games with different sizes would be correlating, correlating these sizes to natures. No, 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 no. Mm, we just no. took it too far, Zay Paladin. No, don't give me free information when I'm battling people so I can determine what nature something is. Uh, yeah, right. Could you? Okay, they already do that thing where like they put the thing on the screen to like measure HP, like some yeah. of the kids that are battling now. Uh, could you imagine if they're just like, okay, I see what Pokemon he has, and they have like the templates that they put on screen God. to like measure the Pokemon? Could you imagine that? Yeah. Additionally, larger Pokemon could, or, or, for instance, smaller Pokemon could have a jolly slash timid nature since it's lighter and more nimble. Additionally, larger Pokemon could have more defensive natures due to their larger bulk. At the very least, increasing odds for certain natures related to size could be a very cool way to implement odds. this into competitive battling. Odds, I'm okay with. Uh, I feel like that's just like another line of code to write. Yeah, yeah. but odds I'm okay with, not locked. Odds I'm okay with. I think everything should be possible. How do you describe Santa Claus? Jolly. Is he small? <laughs> no. God. <laughs> I think that'll do it for me this week. Thanks for having such a great community and show, God, Seth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we think any of these guys should get the green Taurus badge today? Who do we want? Olive, Tia, or Zay Paladin? I kind of want to just do Olive because they gave us the topic this week. <laughs> that, that's true. Honorary green Tauros. <laughs> You can have the green Taurus and maybe the red Rotom badge if I ever remember. The red Rotom. <laughs> red Rotom. Yum. Yum. Uh, yum. Uh, all right. <laughs> all of it is. Yay. You get the green Taurus badge. On that note, if you guys want to send us an email in next week to pucklepodcast.gmail.com, let us know uh, what new form Rotom should get and what type it would be. As well as anything you think. Do you like modern Pokemon? Do you think there's things they should bring back from before Gen 6? Let us know. Pucklepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to keep up with us throughout the week, best way to do it is come to our Discord at PuckleDiscord.com. You can, of course, also follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can go ahead and also you follow us at YouTube, YouTube.com slash PucklePodcast. There should be a video of me and P. McGee playing Soul Silver this week, finally. I got behind on editing. I've triple booked myself too many days. Hmm. <laughs> That should be coming back. Don't worry about it. It's already edited. I just didn't make a thumbnail yet, so it should be ready to go. So that'll be there. 
you uh check that out youtube.com slash puckle podcast you can also follow us on twitch at youtube or twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast where i try to stream on tuesdays won't this week because i'll be in florida i will probably do it later in the week because i will have free days off and nobody nothing else to do so uh we'll go ahead and do that and then we're gonna go ahead and also remember if you want to support the show you can go over to patreon.com slash puckle podcast and you can get a bunch of goodies like shiny pokemon and access to come up with topics like this so definitely uh go ahead and sign up on patreon Uh, if you don't have the money don't worry about it i think you support the show just by listening to us and hanging out but on that note i have been trainer thatch i've been seth vila and i have been p mcgee and here in the lavender town radio tower it's closing time